I used to get so like, not salty, but just like disheartened when I would see another creator make the topic that I've already made a video about. They literally can't do that now though, by the way. That I, I know. That's <laughs> that that's the formula that you have now reinvented. It's like, okay, you could take the topic from me if you'd like, but you're but, not making a 30 minute yeah. long documentary. <laughs> you can't you can't be doing that, mate. You can't be doing that, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sunday Sauce, your grandmother's favorite podcast. It's Vinny, it's Phil. We're here on this lovely Sunday fun day. We're actually recording this on Sunday. It is, what's the date? It's April 24th. How are we feeling today, Phil? Feeling good. Getting over my black plague. Still got a little mucus, but, you know, I'm wearing the turtle shirt. You know, it's going to be a good day. Yeah, the turtle shirt goes hard. I'm wearing the brand new merch, the still original that you guys will be able to pick up very soon probably within the next two weeks and yeah the mucus is always the last thing to go when you're sick especially for boys like us boys that got that asthmatic situation the lungs that don't fully function like regular human beings mucus takes a while to get out of there you know what i'm saying phil it's a setback that makes us a bit different you know hey listen we're constructive alternatively you know we're built different if you will phil if but you it's guys good. Hear, yeah, you look like you got an extra pep in your step today. You're looking very happy. I'm feeling so fat, Phil. I've been eating like a fucking behemoth, and I, I got to calm down. I know I've been saying this for a couple episodes, but it's going to get to the point where beach season is two weeks away, and it's too late. There's going to be nothing that I can do, so I got to kick it in the ass right here, Phil. I got to make a stand. I yep. got to eat under a 2,000 caloric limit each day. I got to do it. Yeah, I was about to say, if you guys hear like construction going on, it's because there is construction going on in my basement, but you know, the Shure SM7B is a, is a quality dynamic microphone, so you probably won't hear, hear it. Oh, this but, guy, movie buff Phil. <laughs> no, we're going to get into the, my my experience with this microphone in a bit, but what do you think is like the cutoff? Because I think this is the cutoff for like the beach season bod. <laughs> like, uh, if, you're, if, you're not, <laughs> if you're not dialing in now... <laughs> Let me just say, for those of you that haven't dialed in like me, that are taking a little bit of a slower approach, we gotta we gotta get a move on, folks. All right, we have literally, I, I think it's less than forty days till June. It's around like forty five days or something like that. That's that's a problem. You really can't transform in that amount of time. The ideal situation is ninety days. You can really turn your body around in ninety days. Sixty days. If you do it really, really hardcore, you can still get some solid shit done. But when you're in the 45 territory, <laughs> you better you better lower the cows and start increasing the volume of your cardiovascular activity, Phil. Otherwise, you're going to be in some trouble. I know. I don't, I don't even know like what my plan is because I had the running going on, but then I got hit with the plague. Yeah, the actual plague. So I haven't ran in quite literally since my race. It's been almost... I think today's a month since my race. <laughs> I haven't worked God out in damn. a month. Uh, my arms are just noodles at that at this point. I get yeah, sore after I lift one running, thing. Dude. If you take a month off from running, you're going to get back out there, go to do a three-miler. You're going to be like, hee, hee. I know. And with the mucus, forget it. There's a track literally right around the corner from us right here. I, I, need, to, I need to start getting on that track and doing some running because cardio – there's a weird high you get from the cardio. We've talked about this a million times, the runner's high, if you will. In my opinion, it's better than any pump that exists on planet Earth. You mm. guys might prefer the pump or you might prefer the runner's high. Maybe you prefer going for a fucking swim. Whatever you prefer, get out there and get after it, all right? We need to look good for beach season. It's essential. You look good, you feel good, you smell good. You lead a better life. That's really it. 
That's what you got to do. But yeah, so today we're going to go get a nice workout in. I was doing good for like four or five days, and then we went to like a get-together at a friend's house last night, and there was pizza, and there were big bowls of sushi, and there were barbecue spicy chips, and mm. there was a birthday cake, and there was fucking drinks and tequila, and before you know it, you get a little drunk, and you go, eh, I could go over my calorie limit, and then you get home, and you're sobering up, and you're just holding your fucking stomach, and you're like, wow, this did some damage. This was a whole week of damage in one night. I did some damage last night. You ever have Magnolia Bakery? Oh, I talked about this on stream yesterday. Apparently, it's it's all the rage in New York. Uh, it's a famous bakery. My sister was in the city. She went to a Yankee game, and she's like, does anyone like Magnolia Bakery? I'm like, dude, mm. it's one of my favorites because they make banana pudding. <sighs> my God. But it's like, is that what it's called? I think it's banana pudding. Yeah, or banana. No, it's not banana bread pudding, but basically... It's like this vanilla banana mousse that tastes like you're biting into a cloud. Like that's like the consistency. How soft with, it is. Yeah, with vanilla wafers and like chunks of banana, but it's it's crack cocaine. Honestly, bananas on their own, excellent source of food. Excellent energy. All right. Look at it from a caloric perspective. But then if you just want to get fun with it, you want to make banana desserts, banana desserts, they go way harder than they should. Yeah. You wouldn't expect a fruit to be able to produce such amazing delicacies. No, banana is dummy OP, easily S tier fruit. I got to tell you, banana bread, in my opinion, it's better than cupcakes. I'll tell you that right now. Mm. It's better than most cakes. I would put it over most cakes. When you get into the ice cream cake territory, I don't know. I'm a big ice cream guy, so I'd probably put like a Carvel Fudgy the Whale over a banana bread. But banana bread definitely edges out cupcakes. I would I would say their banana bread is better than brownies. I, I might lose some people on that take. Wow. But I got to tell you, Kylie made some banana bread the other day. I can't even talk. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> it, was, it was next level, dude. Just so soft but so hard at the right places, you know? Do you like pumpkin bread? Pumpkin bread I can do. It's not like my go-to. It's not my favorite, but it's pretty what about, solid. What about carrot cake with a nice cream cheese frosting? I had carrot cake recently. or No, I had a carrot cookie. That went, that went hard as fuck. Delicious. You see, carrot cake is up there with banana desserts, I think, for me. Like, no, no. A good carrot. You, dude, no, no, no. You're no, nuts. No. You're fucking nuts. You're losing a lot me. More, a lot more utility with the banana, but a good carrot cake it will knock your fucking socks off. And it's like, how can a carrot... How can a carrot transform into this? You know what I mean? I'm like 90% sure that I'm allergic to carrots. Uncooked That's... carrots. A raw carrot, like fucking from the ground. Rinse that bitch off, you know? And you take You're a fucking weak. bite. I'm getting You're itchy weak. gums. I'm getting a closed throat. But if you put like a, a couple of carrots in a, in a soup, and they're in sliced a, up, and they're cooked, a souffle? I'm good. A souffle. <laughs> I'm chilling. Isn't that weird how like... The raw version of the food is what you're allergic to, but then once I'm you denature, right now, it's it's the pesticides. We're living in an uncultured, uh, unhinged think world, so. Phil. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all the pesticides. That's the problem with today's culture. Pesticides. Blame it all on the fucking pesticides. That's the problem with today's generation. All these fucking iPad kids. This podcast episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Fellas, have you started your spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung and the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. Time to clear out your window 
Winter Bush and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code SAUCE. Now, Manscaped has the full package you need for your spring cleaning this year. The Performance Package 4.0 is the only tool that you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips that your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to get the most precise shave on your hedges. Did we mention it's waterproof as well? No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool. Equipped with an LED light so you'll know it'll be a major asset in the new shower routine. Gentlemen, you gotta clear your holes and smell the spring air with the Weed Whacker. This nose, ear, and hair trimmer provide proprietary skin-safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After clearing your nose, make sure to get rid of that foul ball smell with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. The Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls, and it keeps your boys from sticking to your leg and leaves them smelling like fresh flowers. Beautiful. Then you're going to finish off your grooming routine with the Plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face. Because if you're using the Lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, you're doing it wrong, boys. The start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men ages 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SAUCE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code SAUCE at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life and thank you manscape for sponsoring this podcast did yeah, i tell you yeah, about yeah. the kid on the flight <laughs> on the, home yeah you did <laughs> oh dear god for those that don't know if you're not a member become a meatball you get uh literally over 54 episodes now of uh additional sunday sauce bonus content long story short on the flight home from florida this this little guy this, this motherfucker yeah. I, I was gonna i was gonna throw this fuck face off the plane he was having the most absurd temper tantrum that I've ever heard or witnessed in my entire life to the point where he literally knocked himself out. He was he was out cold yeah. by the end of the flight. Also, I've been having a lot of turbulence lately on flights. I don't know what's going on lately, but you guys know I travel a lot back and forth between Canada and the States. I'm over the turbulence, Phil. I got to yeah, tell you, I just it. want a smooth landing in my life. That's all I just need. Gotta, you just got to hop on a PJ. Dude, trust me. I would love a PJ. Mm. But you know. It's, it's, it's all these iPad kids. They're causing a commotion on the plane. The, pi- the pilot can't concentrate. What were we when we were younger? Like Game Boy kids? Like what, yes. what, what was the device? A Game Boy, I guess you would say, right? Yeah, the Game Boy SP. And then but the Nintendo DS. Yeah, but there's the something Game Boy about... Color. The Game Boy Color went hard. I had that see-through purple joint. Mm. I've been using that phrase way too much lately, by the way. It's been nine minutes. I already said that goes hard about 67 times. I'm trying to, you know, lean off of it a little bit. Yeah, that's like me with, oh, that's fire. Like I used to make fun of people who said that, but now I'm a degenerate and say that 24 times a day. I'm like, yo, that's it's fire. It's really hard when you get something in your vernacular and your vocabulary and you kind of lean on it as like the easy thing to say. Yeah. Just throughout conversation. But I'll make I a, say mad a, a lot too. Yeah, like that's mad tasty. That deserves mad hella tasty, dog. Mad good, mad good. Yo, mad good. Yo, dead ass. Dead ass was a big one. Hella, dude. You know what I can't get behind? I gotta be honest with you. And there's a little uh, microcosm dissection 
of New Yorkers. A lot of New Yorkers, when they get outside, it gets a little chilly. It's a little oh, too cold, they say. It's brick. They say, oh, it's a little bit brick out here, eh? It's a little brick <laughs> out here, right, cuz? Right, Mo? It's like, listen, it could be negative 40. I'm not saying it's brick. Yeah. I'm not. Maybe when I was younger, there was like this little segment of my life where I was like, yo, man, it's brick outside, right? But I'll just say it's only, really cold. I feel like that only came around in the last six years. Yeah, and and another thing is, uh, like when you say hi to people, it's your right, like your yeah your. <laughs> you're like, what? Why don't you just say hello? <laughs> and, and my personal favorite for the oldies out there, if you're like over forty watching this podcast, I guarantee at some point in your life you went yellow, just yep. to call it when you answer the phone. Yellow. My dad does you know? that. Yeah, that that to me is cooler than saying brick. I think that's just a boomer thing. I don't think that's a New York thing, but yeah. The yellow is boomer, but brick is definitely New York. If you said it's brick outside in any other state, they're probably going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But when you think about it, like I kind of get where they're coming from because follow me on this. Have you ever seen like the comparisons? I forget what you call this, but basically it's like the color red is associated with a fork and then a fork is associated with like A. You know how you can like make those – Connections. Yeah, yeah. A brick is very geometric. It's rough. It's it's there's a there's a bite to a brick. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. brick it's got outside. A nice chomp to it. Yeah, like I understand the hard edges, like it being cold. You know what I mean? I think you're going too philosophical into it. I think nah. the reason why people say it's brick is because it's so cold. It feels like you're being hit by bricks. The wind is so chilling that it hurts. Uh. Maybe, 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 you know, like you're over here, I'm over here. And then the real answer is like right here. Yeah. Let us know. Why do you think people say it's brick outside? And in my opinion, I would take it a step further. If I was like trying to make this even more evolutionary and more badass, I'd be like, yo, if it gets even colder, it's fucking cinder block out here. Cause it's like a bigger, more heavier brick. Mm. I mean, where do you go after cinder block at that point? Fucking foundation. <laughs> Shit, yo, that's a hella nice foundation out there. It's a little chilly. Yo, the foundation's on point today. You better bring a fucking scarf, dog. What are other what is, weird phrases that people say? Off the top of your dome. That's that's a weird one. Off the top dome. of the dome. Yeah, yeah the dome. My dome. My dome piece. <laughs> I, I guess that kind of makes sense, though, because like your head is a dome. Yeah. And if you got a bigger head, you got a bigger dome, bigger cranium. A bigger dome piece. Let me type in like New York slang. Yep. Let's see what we got here. Okay. F- fronting. You're fronting. Get ass. Oh, whip. Hop in the whip. Is that New York? Uh, it says 40 slang words from New York. Let's check them all out. All right. Let's see here. Give me a list. Uh, grill. To stare at someone in a judgmental or angry way. He was grilling me. I don't – is that New York though? Like you know what I mean? I, it, it's saying it's saying New York. This is from freedomcarenewyork.com. Number four on the list, we got guap, cake, and cheese. Three different <laughs> words to refer to money. What else we got here? Dead guap, ass dad. Oh, tight. Yo, I'm hella tight right now. Don't come near me. I'm pissed. It's good. Let's see. Gully, raw, real, that. and similar to saying something is street style. I've like, never yo, heard that in my gully. life. 
That place was gully, bro. That's the example. I've never we heard that one either. We say dummy, you know, like, oh, it's just dummy OP. Yeah, like it's dummy Braxton. Brick is on here. The weather's brick tonight. Really cold, freezing. Ratchet. A, world, <laughs> a word used to describe a woman who has poor moral code and poor standards. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Schmear. <laughs> a shorter, more concise way to say a lot of cream cheese. Is, is that a thing? Schmear? Yeah, give me a schmear. I always get my morning bagel with schmear, don't you? No, I, okay, okay. <laughs> no I, shot, bro. I, I, I wouldn't. I would say schmear of cream cheese, like smeared on. Like, I mean, I don't eat cream cheese, but like. I like no, cream I think cheese. you're saying you would smear it, not a schmear. It's no, I feel things, like no. no. I feel like schmear has adopted its own like connotation that it exists on its own. Like, yeah, just put a little schmear on there, you know. Put a little fucking schmear on it. All right, what else do we got here? We got uh, Gotham. Another way to refer to New York City. I mean, that I don't see how that's really slang. I just feel like that's a comic book reference. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Bodega, of course. Use the slang plural of you. Used either as a standalone term or preceding the word guys in a sentence, as in you guys. No, Where, are yous, Where are yous going tonight? That's, a, that's some old timer shit. Is it really? You think so? Oh, you know what's a good one? Bugging. You're fucking bugging. Yeah, you're fucking bugging, bruh. <laughs> oh, you're on the same website now, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it. Uh, let's see. Crusty. Gross, unclean, a term that describes a person. I've heard people say crusty before. I just don't think that's New York. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Okay, snuff might be New York. Whack? Yeah, man. Yo, that is we, whack. We was out there, all these whack peeps, and I got snuffed in the middle of the brick weather. See, I'm combining all these words. Schlep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, schlep, we've heard a bunch. To go from one place to another, it implies exhaustion. And, Phil, what's that word? That's a big word right there. Disenchantment. You got it. With the you journey. Yeah, so you just got to sound you know it out, folks. You know what's very New York? Sus. Sus is New York. Lit. See, I don't. Lit definitely. I mean, it maybe originated here, but you can't say that lit is a New York term, can you? Mm hmm. By the way, if you're not from New York, let us know in the comments. Do you guys use these words anywhere else? Fill us in. This podcast episode is brought to you by Helix Sleep. Helix makes premium mattresses and bedding customized to fit your needs, conveniently rolled in a box, shipped right to your doorstep. And Helix has a sleep quiz to match your body with the perfect mattress type based on your body type and your sleep preferences. I sleep on my side and stomach, and I was matched with the Midnight Lux. And I started with the Queen but I've been sleeping on it for over a year. And when I moved, I had to upgrade to the King and I've been sleeping on a cloud ever since. Yeah, the Helix mattress is by far my favorite mattress in my house. And the beautiful thing about Helix, like we mentioned earlier, is that they deliver the mattress right to your door with free shipping in the US and the mattress comes rolled up in a box, super easy to set up. They also offer a 100 night sleep trial so you guys can test out the mattress and ensure that you love it. And if you don't, they will come and pick it up for you. No questions asked and you will get a full refund, but that's not gonna happen. And Helix mattresses include a 10-year warranty and they offer financing options and flexible payment plans. Visit helixsleep.com slash Sunday to get up to $200 off your Helix mattress plus two free pillows. Thank you, Helix, for sponsoring this podcast. Okay, now this this is weird and you could probably chime in on this because you're new to this space. Okay. When somebody says regular coffee, hey, give me the regular. That apparently means Black cream coffee. and sugar. What? 
Apparently, that means cream and sugar. I was going to say just regular black coffee. Nothing that's in it. Nothing that's in. what I would say. That's, that's what, what I would say. say. Give now, me the here's, regular. Here's the weird fucking thing. I'm a New Yorker. I'm a fucking caffeine addict. Absolutely. 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 You are. I went to Florida. Go to McDonald's because McDonald's actually has pretty damn Braxton Dummy OP coffee. For sure. Like, I was not feeling Starbucks that day, and you know they don't have nice coffee shops down in Florida, so I had to go to Mickey D's. Gotta go to Mickey D's, get a Big Mac while you're at it. So the order for me was a black coffee. Okay. The order for Wildy was cream and sugar. So we pull up, she goes, can I get a coffee with cream and sugar, and can I get, and he's like, oh, so regular. And she's like, no, cream and sugar. He's like, yeah, regular. And she's like, nah, dude, like. See, there was, there was a miscommunication there. He thought yeah. regular meant cream and sugar. So I guess around the world, it's known as, but I would I would think regular coffee is black fucking coffee, no? I guess the, the argument here is that like a regular coffee, what people typically get, like yeah. the standard makes yep. it regular. And like a bear coffee would be just like black coffee. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm the fucking asshole. Yep. Who has yep. to say black coffee. Meanwhile, that's the default type of coffee. Should be the regular, no? What is your particular go-to? You wake up, you get out of bed. What kind of coffee are you having? Hot or iced? It's a hot. It's, we're going to go for the hot coffee this day. In this example, this particular. It, it's around Christmas time. Oh, okay. So I use a <laughs> oh, mocha right. pot. Nice. Well, it depends like what I'm feeling, right? For the longest time, I used the espresso machine. Now, I use a mocha pot predominantly. I'll, I'll still go to the espresso machine, the little vasa, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The mocha pot or a greca, depending on what you call it, it's basically like a tea kettle. It's like that metal geometric looking thing that you put on the stove. Okay. And I'll just... My go-to beans are, right now are uh, Trader Joe's French Vanilla. So that's like the flavor of the coffee, but I don't put anything in it. So it's just black. Trader Joe's is a great store. My my personal favorite coffee lately has been like a nice mocha from Starbucks. Mm. It's got like that chocolatey flavor. It's very similar to like the Java chip that I love. And the, uh, what is the, the other version of the Java chip? The like the decaf version, the double talk, double chocolate chip. It's kind of like that, but it's not slushy. It's just like a regular mm. coffee. Fire. And it's not a lot of calories too, which is so good. You I don't like, like to drink you, my calories. You like the chocolate infused in the coffee, whereas I like yeah, the vanilla. Yeah. Ooh, see, I, I can understand though why you like the vanilla because coffee as a standalone thing does have like a chocolate tint to it. So the vanilla kind of offsets it, right? Because yeah. if you have the chocolate with the coffee, it's kind of like double chocolate, if you will. It definitely has notes of By the way, cocoa. I wanted to do this because I wanted to get your reaction. Since you brought up coffee at McDonald's, they have sold about 2,600 cups of coffee. So in the last couple of minutes, 2,600 cups. It's been two minutes and 50 seconds. Isn't that crazy? It's the McCafe, baby. It's the McCafe. I think they actually sell more coffee than like most coffee places. Oh, for sure, for fucking is, sure, dude. Which is fucking crazy. I still got to watch that movie, The Founder, where they, you know, build all the McDonald's up and shit. That's a good uh, entrepreneurial movie. Just tossed around those circles. We're That's, not in the burger business. We're in the real estate yeah. business. 
It's that Put Sigma male grind set. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I'm excited for tonight because we got some HelloFresh meals coming in. Not sponsored by HelloFresh, but I am fucking stoked. I think we're having some like rice and some fucking peppers and veggies and some chicken on top. A little teriyaki. Dude, teriyaki might be the best topping, best sauce. For chicken? Or just mm. in general? I was going to go in general, but I would say, yeah, definitely for sure for chicken. It's really good. Uh, teriyaki's fucking up there. For fucking it's, sure. it's good, and it has like a taste unlike any other. But when we get into strict condiments, I'm, I'm always going to be a ketchup guy. But I got to tell you, sriracha is climbing the ranks. It's climbing the ranks for me, Phil. You see, sriracha was good when I first got into like hot sauces. I want a little spice. But the flavor profile of sriracha, like I got sick of it. You know, like that distinct taste it has? I feel like that's anything, though. For example, when I eat too many rotisserie turkeys, I start getting like, Ugh, like Ugh. I don't yeah. want them anymore. So I go to chickens and I eat chicken for too long. I'm like, oh, fuck that. I want fucking turkey. But like if I start to get sick of something, usually I'll just like put it away for a bit and then I'll come back to it later. And I'm like, oh, I, I love this. There's a reason why I was eating this all the time. Mm-hmm. My biggest uh, gripe with the refrigerator situation right now for those of you that are adults that stock your own fridge, there's nothing worse than when you're about to have a meal and you go into your fridge and there's a specific drink that you want with your dinner and you don't have it anymore. Worst case scenario, obviously, when you want to have a bowl of cereal and there's no milk, that will make mm. you jump off the roof of your house. However, if you're ready to have like a nice, well-balanced meal and you want to fucking die of Coke and all you got is fucking water <laughs> and a shitload of sriracha, you got yourself a fucking issue. You got yourself a problem, Phil. You know what's a predominantly New York thing? What's that? The DC. The DC? The Diet Coke. The Diet Coke. I've never heard I anyone swear. call it the DC. You go anywhere in New York City, any of the five boroughs, they'll be asking for their DC with their deli sandwich. Absolutely. You know what I realized about Diet Coke? It hurt my feelings a little bit. I went to uh, the Coca-Cola store in downtown Disney. Three-story store. I'm talking, you walk in an elevator, it takes you to the next level, and you got all the bottle signs on the f- bottom floor. You got all the, the sweatshirts, the t-shirts, the pants, the slippers, the knickknacks, the keychains. You have it. You want it, they have it. Not a lot of Diet Coke stuff, just straight up Coca-Cola. It's messed up. Uh, I feel like they, Diet Coke is superior to Coke. In every fucking... Well, here's the problem. Here's the problem. From a strict calorie perspective... I know, like, I feel like most people don't give a fuck. Like, they just eat what they eat and they enjoy their lives and they, you know, wake up and go to sleep. And they die happy. And they die happy, right? (laughs) For people like me that are fucking psychopaths that count the calories. Not psychopaths. I'm a psychopath, but that's a completely different issue. But when you count your calories, it's a great way to, you know, maintain weight, lose weight, gain weight, whatever you want to do. It's very structured. Drinking a fucking Coca-Cola, it fucking decimates your day. It's like 180 calories for one fucking bottle. Yeah. And Diet Coke, in my opinion, tastes really good, and you get zero, which is beautiful. You could drink those suckers all day. Just fill yourself up. Now, I'm sure if I went back to regular Cokes, I haven't drank regular Coke in a really long time. It probably tastes leaps and bounds better. But when you get used to the diet drinks, you really don't crave the main drinks anymore. But if I you know. go back, you might have some fucking problems. I have a serious addiction to seltzers. I, I'm not even kidding. I drink about 10 of these a day. You do drink a lot of seltzer. Bro, 10 a day. 
That's 10 cans a day of either, it's either LaCroix or Spindrift. Spindrift is, has the, the squeeze of real fruit. So this is five calories. Dude. Do you feel like super chunky all day though? Because that's a lot of fucking carbonation. Nah, it's just like, it's just like water. See, like when people are cutting weight, that's like the fucking major hack. You got to drink a lot of like carbonated zero calorie drinks. Because if you have fucking three Diet Cokes with dinner, you're filling your stomach up and then you also won't eat as much. I'll teach you guys the tricks of the trade. I know there's going to be people saying like, well, Vinny, Diet Coke is technically worse for you. Here's the thing. When you're counting calories, that that argument doesn't matter. It's all about burning more than you're taking in. A good time, not a long time. Exactly. (laughs) Was <laughs> it live fast, die young? Well, if, if Diet Coke knocks a couple months off your life, what are you going to do? <laughs> couple months? I can handle a couple months. When we start getting into a couple year territory, that's where we got mm-hmm. a fucking problem. I want to be 105 fucking jack going on like 5Ks. That's what I want to do, Phil. This podcast episode is brought to you by Allform. Allform is Helix and Birch's sister brand of sofas and chairs that are American made and easy to assemble. They're modular, so you can customize them work well in any space. Plus, they're scratch and stain resistant and really comfortable too. And now more than ever, it's important to make the most of your time at home. I personally put my Allform couch in my office, so I'm in between live streaming, working on videos or recording new content. I can kick my feet up and relax, go on my phone and listen to some podcasts, check out some YouTube videos as well. No matter how you spend your downtime, your sofa is an integral part of your home, which is why I was super excited to partner with Allform in my videos and on this podcast with you. Now you can personalize your sofa to your space and style by creating over 500 plus unique combinations with seat numbers, corners, chases, and ottomans as well. They make it easy to find the perfect furniture for your space your way. Everybody likes to put their feet up. You can get a sectional or something with multiple chases. If your room is a weird shape, they have something that will fit it perfectly. And if you're starting small with an apartment in a city, your sofa can grow with you just by a couple extra pieces if you have more space later. And the beautiful thing about all form is that you can put your sofa together in as little as 15 minutes. The setup is easy with a completely tool-free assembly. And because all form ships direct to consumer, they're able to use really premium materials at a reasonable price for you. It's easy to buy online. Shipping is fast and free, so you're not waiting around forever for a delivery. If you've purchased a sofa before, especially one that's customized like this, it can take up to two to three months to receive it. All form is much quicker. The best part about all of this is that all form delivers your couch right to your door for free. If it makes you nervous to buy something you haven't tried, Allform has a 100-day trial, so you get more than three months to make sure that you love it. And if you don't, they'll pick it up for you and you'll get a full refund. We love our Allform sofas and we think you will too. If you're looking for some new seating, check out Allform. Visit the link down below or go to allform.com slash sauce for 20% off any sofa of your choice. Thank you so much, Allform, for sponsoring this podcast. Did you see the monk? Did we talk about this? I feel like we did. How, we definitely how did. How, how old was he? He's like 112 and there's the TikTok videos of him and he just looks like a corpse. I'm going to type in the oldest person ever. <clears throat> See here. Excuse me. The oldest person ever whose age has been uh, independently verified as Jean Calment of France who lived to the age of 122 years and 164 days. The oldest verified man ever was G- Jeroman Giuseppe <laughs> Giuseppe <laughs> Giuseppe uh, Giuseppe well, Muzzarell yeah, yeah no this, uh, this guy's name was Jiroman Kimura of Japan who lived to be 116 damn so the women got the men beat 122 years that's just too old bro what what are you even doing at 122 
Like your entire day probably just looks like this. No, nah, he's probably just slinging that old bat around, you know? No shot the bat still works at 122. Also, 122 was the girl. At 116, that was the oldest man ever. At 116, you can't tell me that you're getting hard. You got no test left. <laughs> you're you're I... fighting to stay alive, let alone fighting <laughs> to get a fucking boner. Maybe your penis is the only thing that can sustain your body. So that's where all the blood is. So the only blood flow you have is in your gick? <laughs> yeah. It's your, in old, your... your old shriveled up gick? Yep. I mean, at, at age 116, I hope that my cock still works. Just just to feel the, the Some, something. <laughs> just to feel something, you know? Man, I, I just I hope there's a lot of good Netflix shows when I'm when I'm 116 because I'm I'm gonna make it that far. So many people are canceling Netflix. Well, apparently they're adding ads now. We talked about that in the last member episode, I believe, and they're raising the price again. I think this all might be inaccurate information, by the way. You guys can tell me, but I'm pretty sure the prices are going up, and they're adding commercials, which I got. I, I hate the fucking commercials, man. Yeah, like I know any, that. Anytime I have to pay more to get no commercials, I'm I'm in. Sign me up. But it's how we make our living. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I use YouTube Premium. And I've had it since it was YouTube Red. And it's crazy too cuz like that is how we make our money with advertisements, but I'd rather like pay the YouTube Red Premium or the YouTube Premium Premium to not get any ads and still support creators because like just when I'm ready to watch a fucking video, man, I'm ready. I find it kind of wild that I've never bought YouTube Red. I should definitely get on that because I think I'm Dude, it's, losing. It's awesome. I'm losing minutes upon like hours of my life to YouTube ads on my it's phone. It's great too because you can do the background play. That, in my opinion, is like the best feature. Oh yeah, you could lock your phone, right? It blows my mind. So when you're on a regular YouTube app, because maybe they added this, I don't even know. You can't swipe up and just keep listening, right? Nope. Oh, that that's rough. That's rough, Filion. I mean, that's why I would just subscribe to Sunday Sauce Podcast and become a member for four ninety nine a month. There you go. That's I what can't I believe do. I can't believe we've cultivated over fucking fifty. What is it? Fifty three episodes now. Fifty four. Double um, the fucking content, baby. I'm really stupid. Why? Please tell me you've been recording. No, yeah, I've been recording. Oh, I just did the God. math wrong. Because I'm the trying math. to do the math for uh, we we have the what, math 50, wrong on what fifty four uh, Sunday sauce episodes, yes. bonus episodes, bonus episodes. Yes, that's nine and a quarter cents per episode. That's a bargain. That that right there. You got you got a dime. That's for that that's high an episode. quality content. I mean, you got to do it. And you know what else you got to do, Phil? Yeah, take a sip of your fucking ice cold beverage. Where we got wait, that wait. fucking beverage? I haven't drinking water today. Sounds good. I'll keep talking while you're gone. Hello, guys. It's your boy, Original 151, a.k.a. Vinny. I got to tell you guys, I'm feeling good today. I was mentioning earlier that I'm feeling pretty chunky. I've definitely been consuming way too much food, and I've been working out way less. But I've been I've been chilling, man. A little update on how's Vinny feeling. Physically, like I said, a little bit chunky, but mentally, sharp as a tack. Happy, living life to the fullest, enjoying quality time with my girlfriend here in Canada, enjoying quality time with Phil during this podcast. And I want to let you guys know 
that I want to hear about your W's. All right? I want you guys to comment down below with some good shit that's happened in your life. If you're listening to this on Spotify or an Apple podcast, I want you to come over to the YouTube side. Type some W's in the comment section. Phil, you got a W to share? I was just telling I do, people I'm feeling mentally sharp. I'm feeling comfortable. Let's hear your W's. Pokimane watched my entire video on stream for an hour. Let's talk about that. That's a pretty that's a pretty big fucking statement right there, Philion. It's a pretty big dub. Did she enjoy the content? She did. What'd she say, Phyllis? <laughs> I haven't seen the clip yet. No, she really enjoyed it. She resonated with pretty much all the points I made because she has like a strong anti-online gambling stance because she is a big Twitch streamer. Yeah. And it was refreshing to hear someone with that much influence like talk about the things that I put so much work into for the video and everyone seemed to enjoy the video. People were typing Philly on poggies in chat. And, um, I wonder if she's going to turn it into like a reaction video on YouTube. You know how like Twitch streamers do that. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's fucking yeah, awesome. I, nine mil followers. I don't know how many people live saw it, but how many, Oh wow. She has 6.7 million YouTube subs too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> fucking massive right yeah that's crazy so she posts she- pretty frequently on youtube she posts some shorts as well bro i'm not even kidding like half her four hour stream was about the video that's sick yeah there'll definitely be some additional content from there absolutely that's what's cool too about the style of video that you're doing now that's really awesome is that it it because it's so documentary based and so informational and there's so much research behind it there's going to be a lot of eyeballs from a lot of top creators and they're just going to sit back and be like, holy shit, like this dude does his research. He has a very compelling statement and I either agree or disagree. And that leads to like more conversation surrounding A, the topic and B, you as a creator. So it's it's a win-win for every scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah. The one criticism, it wasn't even like a criticism and like I understand it and I did change it going forward because I have a video locked and loaded right now. Is that specific video, I got kind of heady with the amount of like communication theory I was throwing out there. So like I was just throwing like words out there and I understand how like that could be hard to digest. Yeah. But but that like she said that and then but she understood everything that I said. You know what I mean? She was just saying yeah. from like an objective view and it was like a 30 second comment where she was just like, but she appreciated it. She she called me teacher. She's like, OK, teach like go off, sis. <laughs> like That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, you got to send me the clip after the podcast. I definitely want to watch that later. That video. So it was pretty much in like a two-week penalty box while it was taken down from YouTube. Yes. So it was at 57,000 views when it got taken down. So it was up for like two or three days, taken down for a week and a half, and then it started gaining traction again. So that video Mm -hmm. was 10 out of 10 on my channel, meaning like the worst performing video when it first came out. Yeah. That shit is at, <laughs> I mean, right now, where is, how can I see this? It's at a, for me on just like the public viewing, it's 116,000 views and 10,000 likes, almost a thousand comments as well. Yeah. So I think it's number four right now out of 10. That's sick. And it's just That's slowly awesome. climbing and it seems as if it's getting pumped. I'm telling you, man, when your entire page is filled with these style thumbnails on this style video, forget it. You're going to hit a million this year. It's 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 about the catalog. I'm building a catalog, baby. You're building that fucking catalog, baby. It's gonna happen. Because one, with like the branding, and this goes for anyone's channel, especially 
on Vintendo or anyone that wants to rebrand or work on a project, because I do believe that you can like reinvent yourself at any point in time. Yeah. We've talked about the zero to one. It's not like a gradual thing. Well, I mean, it is, but there's the tipping point. Like right now, there's four videos on my channel with that thumbnail. So like that's a potential for people to binge four times. But when you start seeing rows of the content, it's like it becomes a self-fulfilling system where people exactly. can just digest the content. So I'm excited about that. Exactly. And that's the thing. When that four videos turns into four rows of videos and there's fucking, you know, a lot of content to watch and someone new pops up and they go, oh, I really like this style of video, this documentary style content. This guy's really informative. He's really funny. He's also in putting out there a really epic message about particular topic. I'm going to watch each one. And then that binging content says to YouTube, hey, people like this. Then they start feeding it to other people. It makes a lot of sense, honestly. Like it is really hard to figure out what type of content to make to get it to eyeballs, but it also makes a lot of sense once you do it. You're like, oh yeah, I understand why this is being shared so much. Another thing that I want to talk about, we usually talk about this stuff a lot in member episodes. If you guys want like a lot of behind the scenes on what we what we do and how we brainstorm ideas for content and what we try to figure out how to like, you know, grow our businesses and grow our channels. Um I'm bringing back shorts on my main channel. I don't know if you noticed, I posted a short yesterday and I'm going to try to post. Yeah. I'm going to try to post a short probably like every other day is what I'm going to aim for. At least it's like a little goal that I have for myself because I want to like kick myself in the ass because there was a period of time where the shorts on my main channel were really bringing in a lot of new subs. I remember talking about on the podcast saying, yo, like this is the first organic growth that I'm getting without collaborative content ever on my channel. And it was bringing in like hundreds of people, sometimes thousands of new people per short video. And I have a catalog of over what a thousand pieces of content that I can pull from to make shorts. And I can also come up with scripted original shorts that aren't very hard to make and they don't take a lot of time. And if one short brings in 2000 new people, that's literally more from one short than I sometimes average in a month of new subscribers. No, so, your shorts on your channel, like they would work on original 151 for sure. Yeah, no question because it's just short content from the long content. If you want to watch the long content, you can. It's there. And if you want to watch the short content, you can. It's there. And then I had that moment where I'm like, well, should I start another new channel for shorts? And then I looked at someone like Eric. I can never know if I'm saying this guy's name right. But I noticed on his channel, which is really interesting because he's one of those up and coming creators that just exploded very like Mr. B style content. And if you go to his channel, he does shorts and main videos. Well, he has and a they, formula and I could tell you what it is. It's the same thing as Ryan Trahan. They do two shorts, then a video, two shorts, then a video in between the time it takes to make the longer videos. You're right. That's so interesting. Now, is well, it, look at his why channel. Is it, it's, why is it always two though? You're right. It is always two shorts, then a video. It's just a formula he has for Ryan Trahan. I think it's three. I'll tell you right now. That is so interesting. And I wonder if that formula for whatever reason works better than just posting them sporadically throughout okay. the week. Ryan Trahan is does not have as strict as a formula as Arak does. Okay. Ryan Trahan has seven million subscribers. Then he went from I'm not even kidding, like two million subscribers to seven million in like six months. Like Yeah, no, that that's insane. But he just posts shorts in between his main content videos. 
air rack is really strict where it's like two, one, two, one. I don't know why. I, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 very, very interesting. And it's it's just so insane to me for whatever reason. Like I, I genuinely don't remember. And maybe you remember. Maybe we talked about it on a podcast. But I don't remember why I stopped. Because literally my, my top three videos on my channel are all shorts. Granted, the first one is Logan Paul and me pulling Pokemon cards. So I understand why that one blew up. But the rat attack kills Dialga. That got a million views. The top five creepiest Pokedex entries. That got 800K. And those videos brought in like thousands of new subscribers. So I don't know what made me stop. I don't know if I just was doing too many and like got burnt out or whatever. But even if you look at the the views of like just on my short shelf, the last one that I did besides the one that went up yesterday, 78K, the one before that, 126K. There was a Mugus one that I did that didn't do that well, 17K. The one before that was me with doing like an Alvin and the Chipmunks thing. It got 70, uh, 61K. And that's, if it's over 50,000 views, that's better than like what my channel typically gets from a regular Let's Play episode, for example. Right. So my thing, my thing is like if the content already exists and I can really quickly like that, the one that I did with Patters that you see, I'm the luckiest Pokemon trainer. That took me maybe about an hour in total, I'd say, to do from start to finish. And I like the fact that I'm taking existing things, but I'm making it into short form. It's not just like me putting the horizontal video on a vertical thing. Like it's built to be a short essentially, right. which I think the extra effort, it, it helps. And the short shelf is weird because like it performs okay. And then after what I remember is like two to three days, then it like really starts to get traction. So hopefully this most recent one will take off. And like I said, it can exist on the main channel with the main videos now, with Nintendo, I'm definitely not going to do shorts, at least for the beginning. I'm definitely going to do just the, like, standalone videos. But, you know, shorts are clearly here to stay. And there's a reason why they do well. People are really into that vertical, you know, just scrolling through their feed content that yeah. TikTok and Reels and YouTube shorts, they do really well. So I'm going to lean heavy into that. And hopefully within like the next six months, I'll have way more data to look into and be like, yeah, I stuck to this and it actually really paid off, you know? One of the other things that I've noticed is a lot of big creators loop their shorts mm, or the like, little yeah. structure where it's like $500,000. And then at the end of the short, they're like, and that's why he made, and then it's $500,000. $500, well, that's the thing with shorts. Like you can have over a hundred percent watch time because or or view duration whatever it is like your percentage can be like 150 because people just watch it more than once right which is crazy and i think that's why they get pushed so much i mean it's it's just fucking crazy to me that i, I basically regretting that i stopped essentially because i know the formula works and i should have kept going with it because who knows where my channel would have been now and the the fact that like if you enjoy a short and you think that's a funny moment and you want to see the full context of what happened without the edits and the cuts, you can watch the full video that will be linked on the short. So I think it's a win-win. I'm just trying to figure out because the formula on my main channel, it works. Like this is this is my my, you know, obviously my main source of income. It's where I go live. The memberships are on my channel. The Let's Play style content people love, and it's very good for community building. But I've always had that struggle of like getting more people to subscribe. So hopefully this will put me on the right track to bring in a lot more eyeballs and get people invested in that community as well as the new endeavors that I'm doing on separate channels. Sounds like a plan. 
Sounds like a plan. And you, can we talk about the thing that you sent me the other day that you might be doing? Oh. <laughs> can we talk uh, about that? Or is that like an under wraps thing? No, it's not an under wraps thing. Basically, I sent Vin a picture of like my second channel that used to be called Philly on Live. I'm still toying with like what to do with the channel, but I yeah. just renamed it Third Eye in all caps. And then I, I found this cool like IPNG file on Google and I kept looking to see if it was licensed because I would have bought the license to use it as like part of branding because I just like the way it looks. Mm-hmm. But it looks pretty sick, right? Yeah, no, that the branding was is dope. that is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, it looked fucking awesome. And then the color is Parakeet, which is Bottega Veneta's green, which is like a designer company. And I just really like that color. So it's very appealing to the eye. You just go to uh, go to my channel, go to channels, and then you'll see my third eye channel. I, okay, here are my two things. Maybe you guys can help me out with what to do with it. Basically, I either want to make it like an, a really art, artsy, fartsy, artistic, like fulfill my passion for making well i never really i never really did it but making like short emotional pieces yeah like one-off things i don't know i feel like that's cool but or turn into like another commentary channel where i just i can make regular videos instead of my documentary style stuff that i'm going for on the main channel well that's that's what's so interesting about you're you're essentially doing the opposite of what i'm gonna do with vintendo because you're taking so your your channel had a formula that works, right? Like Which you one? you are able to do what you do by doing your commentary videos. So what's interesting to me is that instead of putting the new documentary style videos on a brand new channel where that can then take a life of its own, you're doing the reverse of saying, Okay, well, my formula that works here, I'm shifting this to documentary style, but I can still do the thing that worked on a different channel, which I just find very fascinating. Right. Because I, I would say, and obviously you're already doing it, so I wouldn't switch it up now, but I think it would be easier to keep the thing that's been working sustainable and keep that going and then start the new thing from zero where it literally can only go up. Does that make sense? True. I think with Filion right now, I've shown in the past bits and pieces of the vision of what I'm doing now, where it's like that documentary Mm. investigative style. And like for the longest time, I was Charmeleon, right? I like where this is going. I figure now I'm showing an evolution instead of like a pivot, if that's if if that makes sense. No, yeah, that makes that makes like I feel like the documentary style is it's not so far out there. Like people have seen that I'm capable of making stuff like that. And now I'm just like stepping on the gas for it. But I see it didn't your point. Ju- it didn't just come out of nowhere. Like there's been a gradual progression. And I've seen a lot of comments being like, this is how you do an evolution. And I'm like super pumped about that because I've never really had that sort of support before. Yeah, the channel stuff is really fun to talk about. I know for a lot of people, they actually like the very meta behind the scenes conversations. And then actually seeing it unfold in front of your eyes is pretty epic too because phil's been talking about doing this documentary style stuff for a while and now he's got a catalog of four videos already and the next one's locked and loaded and ready to go so it's really cool to like hear the vision see the vision and then like interact with it in some way leave a comment connect with the community about it see how they're liking it like that's some dope shit i don't know if i told you i finally am talking to an editor for vintendo really so that that project is going to be 
underway way sooner than I anticipated, which is going to be sick if everything goes according to plan. And I'm literally just waiting for the art. That's my last step to get the banner done. And then once that's done, it'll be ready to go. And I'm going to probably launch the channel with like three or four videos on it. And I'm really excited to like just try new things with it. And uh, Kylie's going away on like a little mini trip next week. So I'll have like seven days to just fucking grind and get a shitload of content done for both channels and work on a bunch of new shorts and stuff like that. It's, it's going to be really, really cool. I'm excited. One of the cool things that I realized too, because when I used to do the commentary stuff, and this is like the last part that I'll say about the whole content talk. Mm -hmm. I used to get so like, not salty, but just like disheartened when I would see another creator make the topic that I've already made a video about. Yeah. And like just 10x my fucking views. And I'm like, dude, like, what's the point of me? Like hawking for a video, scouring the internet, finding the idea and then making it just to get like dunked on. Right. They literally can't do that now, though, by the way. that I, I know. That's that, that's the formula that you have now reinvented. It's like, okay, you could take the topic from me if you'd like, but you're but, not making a 30-minute-long yeah. documentary. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be doing that, mate. You can't it's just, be doing that, mate. A, it's impossible because by the time they make an entire documentary after you put out your documentary, it's going to be a long time yeah. to replicate that style. And and the thing is, you, you can't replicate that style now. It's... It's so different than just commentary. Here's what I'm saying. Here's yeah. the clip. Here's what I'm saying. Here's the clip. Like you're creating literal mini docs that, yeah, you can try to replicate it, but it will never have that Philly on flavor. That's it, baby. And that's that's what I'm most excited about, where it's like I can now take any topic that I find interesting and inject my Philly on twist into it. And it'll it it's one of one like it's. And Nobody can the, copy that. And that's the fucking beauty of it, bro. I'm getting so excited for you because it's like you can then branch out to the most obscure topics. Like I'm, I'm literally looking out the window. I'm looking at these like tall buildings in the city. Like why fucking buildings are built a certain way in the city? Like not even an interesting thing. Yeah. But you could take it and put it in your documentary style, your format, and you could make anything interesting. And you come up with a cool, clever title with the cool thumbnail with the fucking bar over people's eyes and you have a fucking storyline. It's it's all going to be interesting, cultivated, very like you're going to be drawn to that content, which is fucking sick. And I'll drop one hint, too. Sorry, last, last, last point. I'm just excited. Last point. Oh, let's fucking talk about it, baby. It's our podcast. <laughs> There's one video that is documentary style that I want to do. That involves me going out and actually like doing real investigative journalism. Drones are going to be involved. Oh, fuck yeah. Multiple different cameras are going to be involved. Interviews are going to be involved. That's sick. It's going to drop <clears throat> by the end of this year. And I think it's a topic that will like hit home close to us because we live around where this is happening. Mm -hmm. But it's going to like. A lot of people who are unaware of something, they're going to be like, holy shit. Like this is. It'll have a ripple effect. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> It'll start in New York and it will fucking trickle out. To the no, rest it's going to be dummy fucking OP. Dude, I, I like this. We're going to we're gonna come back to this particular episode. This is what? Episode 129. And we're going to see the, the rows of your documentary content. We're going to see a shitload of shorts on my main channel that have popped the fuck off. And we're going to see. The birth of Nintendo. We're going to check back in six months. 
Yeah. And it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be an epic an epic fucking journey, my man. I'm excited. Hell yeah. And also thank you guys for continuing to listen to the podcast because we joke around a lot that, you know, every week we just get eight views on on our episodes <laughs> and views are tanking and sub growth is tanking and whatever, but on a, on a positive note in a non-jokey way, like the people that listen to us that ride with the podcast, you guys are like legitimately ride or die. It's fucking sick. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing where we have a similar issue on this channel that we have on my main channel. It's like, it's hard to get to new eyeballs, but when people do get here and they stick around, they listen to us for a bit, you guys really fuck with us and we appreciate that. And it's a testament to the fact that we've sustain the amount of meatballs and memberships that we have on the channel for as long as we have like you guys love that extra episode and we appreciate that and just thank you guys for listening it's it's fucking dope yep and uh yeah i am just very fucking hungry right now and i'm looking forward to dinner what are you what are you going to be munching on tonight i'm not sh- actually i am sure uh because i actually got wildy sick so now she has the plague and oh, her shit. Mom, is she feeling better? No. <laughs> oh, fuck. Feel better, Wildy. Her mom came over and brought a bunch of, like, delicious rice and chicken. So that's going to be for dinner. Nice. Do you guys typically, like, will you wake up and go through your day and have a plan from the moment you wake up? Like, okay, we're making this for dinner tonight or we're going here tonight or we're going to order this? Or is it a very, like, around 5 p.m. you guys are like, what are you feeling? It's a mixture of both. Mmm. Nice. Because if we go grocery shopping and we have it stocked in the fridge and we'll be like, all right, we're doing tacos tonight. But if we wake up the next morning and we're like, oh, fuck, we don't have one ingredient that we need to make one thing. We're like, let's just go get breakfast. How long have you guys been together now? Two years. That's great, bro. Time is going by so fast. Like the most cliche adult conversation ever. I was talking to some friends at that house get together last night. I was just like, yeah, life's going by so quick. I felt like such a fucking geezer, but literally bro, we're, we're in May essentially now. Like we're literally almost. No, this, this year is flying. It's, it's fucked. It's literally fucked. Like, I feel like 2021 was like a long year this year. Like I'm like, you know, Christmas was like last week. I know. That's the weird thing too. Like it, usually you have that feeling of like, oh, we're in June already. This year's flying by, but like, it feels like it's been six months. And I can't even think about my weeks. Like they blur together. Well, no, at like April 18th, I'm like, oh, it's, it's fucking May, like next week. And like, no, it's not, but like it is. (laughs) Yeah. The, the human brain is, is weird. Also speaking of weird, did you see that Elon Musk was just like shit talking Bill Gates on Twitter. Yes. He was like, if you ever want to lose a boner quick and then put a yeah. picture, like, what are you like? Why? Dude, he's just taking shots at other billionaires. I don't it's, fucking get it's it. It's fucking, it's fucking. Do you think he's going to buy all of Twitter? You think it's going to happen? No. I think it's going <laughs> to. You, you heard it here first. We have we have a, a bet on our hands. Phil doesn't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I don't know, man. He, he's got – I saw a fucking post, dude. He could buy every major sporting not, – not team, organization. Like he could quite literally buy the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, and still have like fucking billions left over. Like billions. He can buy the NBA. 
Bro, he, no, you could you, you could buy every league. How NBA, NFL? He has that much money. Look, look at this. Uh, let me let me see if I can find the the post that I saw. It is the craziest shit ever. Um, let's see, let's see. The average NBA team is worth two point six billion dollars. So, so he would he would have to buy all the. Hmm. I don't. Ah. I don't no, know. So the the, po- the post that I saw, maybe it's inaccurate, but the post that I saw showed like the NFL was worth like a hundred something billion. NBA was worth 80 billion, whatever. Like he could literally buy each organization and own every single sports team and oh. still have billions left over. Wow. Which That's is kinda... just fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, dude, the guy's worth $264.6 billion. That's so stupid. He's a quarter <laughs> way to a trillion dollars, right? <laughs> Yeah. That that is fucking ridiculous. That is insane. We also talked about this last night. To be able to go back in time, there's always that conversation like what would you do if you could go back in time? I I would I would not like go back and change any like life decisions or anything like that, but what I would do is I would show up to the garage that Steve Jobs and Wozniak were starting Apple in. <laughs> And I'd be like, yo, guys, I'd like to invest. I, I want to be like a 70% owner of the company. Here's all this money. And let's do big things. And then I would just teleport back to now. And I would be a fucking billionaire. Or I'd you could chilling. just buy all the Bitcoin. That's true. There's there's a lot of interesting ways that you could get rich from going back in time. You could bet on every Super Bowl ever. You could fucking... I feel like Bitcoin's the easiest though because it literally just went up. So just owning coins makes you rich. Or well, I feel like the crypto stuff does get like a, an easier thing, I think, would just to be like investing in Amazon when it was just a bookstore. That too. <laughs> like if you just did a lot of Amazon stock when they were just selling books, then you'd fucking transport to now. You you would you would be amazing amazingly chill. Yep. Not a care in the world. I think Bitcoin holds the record, though, for the most exponential growth for a one single asset ever. Damn, Bitcoin's still at 50K, huh? Oh, no, that's in that's in Canadian. What is that in USD? Let me see here. 39,000. Like, if you bought five Bitcoins for $5, say they were a dollar each, because they literally, like, were... And it was at 70,000, which is like the all-time high, right? Or 69,000. Like that $5 just turned into 350,000. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fucking crazy. And then you just I'm, most- just I'm just still patiently waiting for Ethereum to fucking get its shit together. It, it looked like it was about to blast off to the stratosphere and then it fucking died again. I don't, I don't know what to say about any of that. We're still holding, Phil. We're still holding. You know why? Because if we hold, we can't lose. You know what I'm saying, Phil? What a fucking lovely episode indeed. Phil, do you have any final words that you'd like to say to the people before we wrap it up? Just to say hello to their grandmothers on my behalf. You got to do that. You got to call up your grandmother and you got to say, Grammy, Nonna, Ram, whatever you call your grandmother, and say, Philion says hi. When she goes, oh, oh, which, which Philion? You're going to say the greatest podcaster on planet motherfucking earth. That's what you're going to say. Is, is that the one who was in 
the fitness industry. Oh, did he go from mere fitness flops to major motion picture documentaries? <laughs> I'd like to suck on his dick. <laughs> that might make the cut. It might not. Thank you guys for watching. We appreciate you. We'll see you guys on Wednesday if you're a meatball, if you're a member. And if not, we'll see you guys next week. By the way, uh, I think last week I used this new camera. Uh, it's fucking awesome. So I'm going to be using this from now on when we travel so I won't look like complete shit next to Phil's 8K display. I fucking love you guys. Thank you for watching. Hit the likes. Share this with a friend. And we will see you guys next time. Peace.